0: In this episode, I get to speak with my two good friends, Ryan and Jamie Maurer, uh, who are big parts of the St. Louis running community. They are known for their energy, their passion, um, and really just their love and affection for every person that they come across. They're two dedicated. Uh, parents, runners, uh, and just overall just super influential people in our community here in St. Louis. And I'm actually really fortunate to actually work with Jamie. She's one of the coaches on our Speedwalk training uh, coaching staff. And she is a uh, ultra running expert. And I just really believe that you guys are going to really benefit from hearing not only their their story with running, but just their overall philosophy about life and how to treat others. Um, like I said, they're amazing parents, and I think they're overall are just people that you know you really want to look up to, uh, you know, in our in our community. Uh, and I just am so excited to to have them on. So let's dive in. All right, welcome back to the Nameless Speedwalk Podcast, and I'm uh, really excited because I brought two of my favorite people on this planet. I know I say everybody's my favorite people, but these 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 two folks are just incredible individuals. It's uh, Jamie and Ryan Mauer, which uh, Have been friends of mine not very long probably only the last like five years but it feels like you know we've known each other our entire lives and i think a lot of it is because from day one we all had meaningful conversations with each other it's been one of those friendships where i feel like we've um, been on the same page in terms of just like life development what we want out of you know just the whole humanity of the world and then on top of it we have the passion for running so Excited to dive in. So thanks for, for being here guys.
1: Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having us. Uh, really appreciate it. I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been very short, you know, I, I know that you and Jamie are much closer due to your newer relationship. Uh, but we've always been inspired by what you do for the running community. And I would say, especially like the transparency that you provide for, for people as a whole, but, um, you know. As well as the running community so thanks for having us and thanks for that you do
2: yeah super excited to be here but I am gonna blow your mind for just one second because yeah. oh I've probably only known them for like five years well Ryan's only been running for four so we've actually known <laughs> him less than four years <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: so I already lied off the bat you know Come on. Uh, no no I I really appreciate those kind words and I think um, you know, just, well, for like, first and foremost, yeah, it really obviously hasn't been that long uh, for all of us, but you know, when I, when I, and I haven't been in the running community in St. Louis for that long, but about 15 years or so when I started running, you know, kind of the uh, youth high school age. And what I will say is that when I got to be older and I was working at Big River Running Company, which is a running store here in St. Louis, there was, you know, you, you know who the community people are. Like you, you know, who. Like the cool folks are, you know, the couples that, you know, are, you know, the badasses and all this different stuff. And all of a sudden, like a couple of years ago, I'm hearing about this, like, Jamie person and Ryan, and they have this club. And I'm like, who are they? Like, I've never met them before. And like, I feel like I know every single person in this community. I was like, I know every trail runner, I know every ultra runner, I know every, you know, road runner. And it was a discovery of mine that. There are people outside of my own circle that exist that are awesome people. And you guys just like kind of took the running community, in my opinion, by storm. And I think what was really cool was you really capitalized on something that I think was, was missing in a lot of ways. There were group runs and there were like opportunities for people to, to run in St. Louis and we have tons of great stuff, but there really wasn't a really, really, really strong social group at that point, especially kind of that I feel like connected all the ages. Like there's some clubs in town that might be more of our, you know, uh, boomer generation. We have some of the, you know, younger folks maybe that run together post-collegially, but there really wasn't that connected group between kind of the millennials, the boomers, everything in between. So that's something that, that really impressed me. And I immediately was like, okay, I have to know them because (laughs) you know, like, if I'm like, so on quote, the person of St. Louis running, I've got to, got to meet these people. And just being blown away. And so what Ryan was alluding to with, with Jamie and I, we've built a relationship because she coaches with me and it's been such an amazing experience. And I think when I sat down with you, Jamie, I was like, I have to have you on this team. <laughs> I, I, I just like, can't think of like not having somebody as great as you. So that's, uh-huh. that's what, that's what's so great about it. Now, so, so Ryan, you've been running for four years and Jamie, you've been running a little bit longer, but your background as well as, is soccer kind of coming into the mix. Can you tell us a little bit more about your, your running path and how you got here?
2: Sure. So when, you know, I played soccer all growing up, I played soccer in college. And so running is obviously a part of soccer. I always trained. I always enjoyed it. I mean, I remember as a kid, my parents would like go for a run and i go for a run i think it was like seven you know like running alongside them on the road or whatever but um when i got done with my eligibility for soccer i honestly had no idea what i was supposed to do because i'd always been training for soccer so i decided to run a marathon and i i always say this and it's really true i don't know if i had ever known anyone to run a marathon before so i just decided okay well sure why not and then I got done with the marathon. I was like, I will never do that again <laughs> because I was like, it was like training for a, like a full-time job to train. Uh, so I, you know, casually, I socially ran, casually ran. I was like, Oh, it's a nice day. I'm going to go running. Uh, and I did, you know, some half marathons, but I never really trained for anything. I, again, I was just like, ah, there's a half marathon, you know, in a month, I think maybe I'll just go run it with my girlfriends or whatever. And, um, I ran through both of my pregnancies I ran until the day before I had like the night before I had Dempsey our first I was at the gym running on the treadmill it was February um, <laughs> then I had another baby one year later and I ran through that whole pregnancy with you know, Dempsey and the Bob stroller and um, yeah I mean I just I, I enjoyed running I loved running I remember at one point in time my doctor was like I think maybe To take a little break from running while you're pregnant, I was like, You're telling me to stop breathing, you know, like that's how it felt to me. Uh, So that's just soccer and loving running, and then this guy next to me, you know, he decided to start running and then everything kind of just intensified from that moment. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was
0: for, for you, it was this exercise. It was recreation in a lot of ways, probably your escape time, you know, the opportunity for you to have your, your own time through it. And then obviously Ryan being supporting husband, maybe not into the sport yet. Ryan, you, you came in after watching all this, which, which I have to note, like, you know, it, most people that watch runners, they think we're insane. Like, why would I ever do that? Where you went the other route? You're like, I'm gonna do this like well, tell me about more of your inspiration behind it because you have a competitive background in in racquetball which is really impressive and I'd love to kind of know a little bit more about how that transitioned over to running for you
1: yeah I mean it's kind of funny uh just recently you know Facebook it's beautiful with their their memories right <laughs> um, and, and trying to piece together my running story I think last last week I got a notification it was my color run and that was in 2012 and that was when jamie and i just started dating and i hated running like at that time i hated running uh but it's funny to look back now and be like oh you totally did the color run because you were trying to win over jamie uh (laughs) and and, i mean that so that was the first time i you know run over a mile on purpose and didn't hate it you know i mean Uh, but that was 2012 and it wasn't until, um, gosh,
2: four years ago, four years ago. Yeah. So so
1: 2016 until I decided I wanted to do that again. And, um, you know, I was very competitive in racquetball and, and kind of it's, it's, it's part of my story going into running, but like, I'm, I'm all in on the things that I love. Like, I love the things I love as much as I possibly can. And that's where I was with racquetball between playing competitively, indoor, outdoor, and then hosting and running events, indoor and outdoor racquetball. Um, that was my life uh, to to a fault kind of towards the end. So um, basically four years ago, we made some lifestyle changes. Um, you know, I, I'm not proud to say it, but I was a smoker back when I was playing competitive racquetball, you know, it's crazy to think now and, and drinking a little too much at that time. So those lifestyle changes led me to, um, looking more at what Jamie liked to do as opposed to just what I love to do. And we were sitting at a friend's house and they talked about the Kirkwood try. <laughs> and, you know, I was, I was feeling so much better every day uh, because of the changes we made that I'm sitting there in my own head while they're talking. Oh, Jamie's like, yeah, I'll do it with you. And I'm sitting there like, you're, don't say yes. Don't say you're going to do this. Don't say, but like everything in my brain was like, dude, you're, you're in shape. You're feeling great. Jamie is interested in this. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give this a go, you know? And so I looked at him and said, I'm in. And
2: I think my mouth might've hit the floor. (laughs) I think think,
1: think everyone's mouth hit the floor, uh, because my buddy Chris, he, he knew that I hated running. So yeah, I mean, it, it started with us saying yes that day we signed up and then you know i was meeting him at grant's trail i would ride my bike to grant's trail from my house he would ride his bike from his we would meet at grant's trail and then we would run down to like the alco um that was a that was the spot we would run to alco and and turn around and that was like 2 miles and that it, you know i just remember being so excited when i ran 2 miles and it wasn't miserable okay. uh and then and then you know from there it The bug was set, you know, after the try, I I ran my 5k in under 24 minutes and that was my goal. And when I hit that, I was like, I'm in, you know, (laughs) like I I set the goal out there, put the plan into place and it was just over. And then, you know, the, the addict in me has taken over (laughs) since then.
0: Well, it's, it's, uh, for, for for both of you guys, you guys got into the sport and had, you know, not like it, you know, not that it wasn't work and it wasn't like you know day one you're just walking out the door and it's super easy but you had success early um, and, and you really experienced that that runner's high per se the competitive edge I think is uh, something that a lot of people are searching for and so it's cool that you guys were able to find that when you're when you're talking about your story I'm just thinking about like that whole process of like your journey like where you were at this totally different lifestyle and here you are now participating in something that your wife did for many more, you know, many years ahead of you. What was all that stuff starting to click? Like, did that totally make sense? Like why Jamie did that? Like, what was your realization? Like, do you have any like breakthrough moments like from your head where you're like, man, if only I did this five years ago or 10 years ago.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, absolutely. You know, I I want to, you know, eight and I feel like I have so much more to learn in the sport and so much more to accomplish. And I've only been doing it for four years and I look back and be like, man, what if I was doing this when I was 21, you know, but, um, I love, I love my journey to where I am now. Like, um, I don't know that I would have ever picked up running. Um, if I didn't kind of overdo racquetball for a long time and, and make those changes, I don't, I don't know that i would be here, you know? So yeah, it's, you want to look back and be like, man, if I was doing this when I was 21, (laughs) I'd be crushing this, (laughs) but, but I'm enjoying where, where I'm at now with four years and I'm learning a ton and, and loving it. So, you know, it's it's a, just a part of part of the story.
0: Yeah. And you guys do such an exceptional job of supporting each other in the process and not to say that every day is easy or it's easy for some days. I'm sure, Jamie, when you're on the treadmill or Ryan, vice versa, where you have to kind of make those sacrifices because you have a family. You have two beautiful daughters who, you know, are are your main priority. Um, and you know, I, I think a lot about that I think you know, you guys are in every sense of you know, the word or multiple words of uh, you the fact that you in your commitment of your relationship that you're really putting the work in so that you guys can both appreciate What you love most that time that can be shared together, but also can be shared away from each other and there's that common bond like Jamie for for you Like how has this process been seeing Ryan evolve into running, and how has it inspired your own running?
2: (laughs) Well, it's definitely been fun. It's you know he was obsessed with racquetball, and I think it it added a little stress because you know like when you go to a gym, it's only open so many hours of day. You know, so you go to work all day, and then you go to the gym at night, play racquetball for a couple hours. And I think that running provides the opportunity for us to actually. I mean, our schedule is crazy. I cannot lie, like, especially when we're training for big races at the same time. Um, But the glory is, like, I can wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and be on a trail at 4 a.m. in the morning to do a training run and be home around the same time my whole family's waking up. So I think it's been fun to, like, kind of see, like, us really figure all of those, like, logistical pieces out because we both love to run. We both are competitive on our running, and we both really love spending as much time as possible as we can with our kids. His running, though, is truthfully why I started training so hard. (laughs) And And it sounds so silly, but Ryan and I have this really fun banter of competition that goes back and forth.
0: (laughs) <laughs> um who has the
2: crown who has the crown um at any given moment in the house? You know, I just took it a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> Shepherd's mouth and I murdered him on that run. Uh, <laughs> now I didn't feel so hot the next day and he might have wanted back, but um but yeah, he when he started getting faster than I was, truthfully, it started to piss me off, <laughs> and I was unhappy about it. So I did something about it. I started training harder. I started working harder. I started pushing myself harder. And what I came to realize is I had so much more to give, and I still have so much more to give. It's um, but it's a learning curve, and there's definitely a fine balance between you know pushing yourself too hard. Um, and and finding that balance between you know staying in a in a good zone but still pushing yourself to to be better but he he definitely pushes me to be better because of how he trains um so and i think
1: it it should be noted that (laughs) (laughs) when when she started pushing harder because i was fast because i'm tall like i fully believe that's the reason why i was faster um I hired her a coach too, so that definitely yeah. that definitely helped her elevation pretty <laughs> early um, in our running journey together too. And I I would, I love that I was able to give her that opportunity because it was huge for both of us.
0: Well, and it's a healthy competition. I think uh, you know like I'll use myself as an example. Like when I was in high school, um, when I first got there, I wasn't having a lot of success, and some of the guys that I'd run with in middle school were better than me, and it was. It was really hard for me to be happy for them because they were beating me. It was that competitive edge. And then later on in high school, I learned from just more maturity standpoint that I can be happy for them and still work on trying to beat them and then really being happy for them when they do well, not like I'm saying I'm happy for them. And I think that's something I've always noticed with you guys is that I actually would never really guess those two things. Like I know that you're competitive against each other in certain areas. But the way you speak about each other is not that way at all. So like whatever's going on, you know, in your household in terms of competition, (laughs) you know, when, whenever I ask Ryan, you know, Ryan about Jamie's running, it's just awesome words, just how proud he is of you. And it's vice versa on the same thing with you, Jamie. And I think that's an amazing example for your kids because they're seeing the positive role models that you are. And then they're seeing this healthy competition that should be there. You know, in my opinion, I think, you know, whatever you do in your life, you're going to be challenged. And then the vulnerability of Ryan to hire a coach, you know, it's something that, you know, <laughs> especially for a guy, you know, really especially for a guys is. perspective. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm better than her at this and I'm going to be fine and all. Oh, she's going to catch up to me. I got to step out of my comfort zone and hire this guy to help me do this. And I, I think that's really cool. And Jamie, you ended up hiring that same coach as well. Can you guys tell me the name and um, a little bit more about that experience?
1: So the, the first coach I, hired for her
2: he got me a coach for three months for her anniversary gift which okay for our
1: first 50k um and like part part of my i guess my addiction into running was youtube like that's how that's how i i even found out about ultras and, and that side of the world so and i fell in love with a documentary called Western time. We both did.
2: Yeah. Um, love it. It's great.
1: Sally McCray, who's a pro ultra runner for Nike. And so, you know, we both loved that movie. And when I found out she was a coach, I was like, I gotta get her for Jamie. Like, that would be so awesome. And so that was, a that was her first coach. Mm-hmm. I'll let you and then,
2: yeah, no. And then I guess about two years ago, um, we switched to also like Mark, you were one of our favorite humans. We talk about it all the time, but another favorite human. Of ours. <laughs> In the world, that's all right.
0: You can have other ones. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's not Missouri, yeah. yeah.
2: Life, right? Yes. Um, We um, actually, I actually switched over to a coach named Brandon Birdsong, and um, I stumbled upon him through the Rabbit um, Apparel Company. And um, I don't know. I guess I started working with him. Ryan started working with him very soon after that. He lives van life and he's just a really nice dude. He's great. He's been running for a long, long time. He coaches full time for a living. And I really think that it's been fun because he knows our dynamic too, and knows our competition against each other. So he also plays on that a little <laughs> bit. And then I guess maybe even a year ago, my dad is now coached by him as well.
0: But, oh, okay. Um, I didn't realize that. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of has a whole like, the whole family unit right now, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's great. I mean, uh, he's he, actually really great. He? He, he deals with my, what I call, um, runner's bipolar. So if you're not familiar with that, you know, the, the days that you like have the, a bad run and like your life is ending and it's the worst day ever and like you're crying and the next day you, you text your coach and you're like, oh my God, that was the best run I've had in months. I'm like, oh man, my runner's bipolar is back. <laughs>
0: He, you know, something that I've noticed because I haven't met him and I, I don't know a lot about him, but I obviously know great things um, through both of you guys. But one of the things that impresses me so much about him is that he is wasn't an Olympic trials qualifier in the marathon. Yeah. Um, so phenomenal runner himself, and we see this a lot in coaching is that sometimes the really exceptional athletes do not know how to connect to the general public, you know, and in, in baseball, the catcher is usually a really good coach because they're used to kind of coaching the field or, you know, Tony, Tony La Russa, of the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, he played in the major leagues, but he always kind of says that he was just not a very good player. You know, and he connected with people because he was just always kind of the managerial type. And then you guys have this coach who's just incredible, you know, in terms of the running side, but then the coaching side too. And, for two people like you, you guys need that so much because you're coming not from a, not that you're not coming from a competitive background or a sports background, but you've never done the sport leading up to, you know, X amount of years ago. And so, so many of those, in my opinion, so many coaches miss the mark on that because both of you are examples of people who can progress to a really high level who may have never got there. Um, if a coach kind of overlooks that, not to say you two wouldn't have, but maybe let's just say you did They two people, of same pedigree, same talent didn't have the same kind of motivation and then the coach kind of overlooks them or doesn't know how to connect their experience with the sport might be totally, you know, ruined from there. So, and you, and you guys both coach, um, how much of it do you, do you take away from, you know, his philosophy and how has that kind of, it, you helped you with in terms of your own coaching strategies?
2: Um, I have learned, so I've had two coaches that I've been able to work with. And I think, um, everybody needs a coach in life, no matter what it's for.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: a personal training coach, a running coach, a life coach, um, whatever it is, I just think that you can, there's so much value in being coached. But I've, t- I've learned, I learned a lot from both. Um, something that I think I learned daily from Brandon, it's just like that preventative measure, the importance of cross training. And I really have ad- adopted that into my coaching style. You know, it's, one of the things that I have always said is you can be, and I've learned, I've learned this from Brandon, like you can be strong. You don't have to go out and run like miles and endless miles. Like we don't, we don't have time to run a hundred miles in a week. We just don't. Full-time jobs, both ultra runners, both running, both training, two kids, two dogs, we've got six chickens. You know, like it's just, <laughs> we we have to really monitor our time. And he has really taught us that, you know, if you are putting purpose into your, to your runs and getting good quality work and doing all those little things, like, you know, the core and the legs and the strengths and all of those things, you really can, you can, you can achieve whatever goal. I mean, I tapped off, um, at like 67 miles, I think was my peak work week for my hundred mile, but I went in and I was super strong. And it's because of all the other little things that he, you know, put in place for me, and I really, I, I, I've gone through the process. I know how it works. I know what it feels like, and I really have adopted a similar style of coaching, um, just because I feel like it's been so effective.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that was for me when uh, I started with them. I didn't cross train at all. <laughs> I just I went hammered miles, and not a ton of miles, but you know, that's that's all I did. So the, the cross training piece was the game changer for me last year, um, working with him. And that's something that, um, you know, and I'm very new in the coaching world. I have one athlete who's allowing me to, you know, learn while learning, you know, um, which is great. And I really thank Michelle for that opportunity too. But, um, that's the big piece that has stuck with me that I want to instill in anyone that I work with is just the importance of um, putting that volume on your body, but in a different way and, and allowing your body to rest a little bit too. It's been huge for me.
0: Yeah. And, and Jamie, Jamie, you hit the nail on the head, right? When you said, uh, you know, everybody needs a coach and I just hearing both of you guys talk about that. I mean, you know, nobody, no coach comes out of the womb and they're just ready to coach, you know, you know, the highest level possible. And I think, you know, Jamie and I've had this conversation so many times together. It's, it's about evolving and learning more, you know, Jamie, like I might be, have been coaching longer than Jamie, but I've learned so much from Jamie that's helped me with my own coaching and, you know, hopefully vice versa with different things. And I think that's kind of beauty of it is that a really good coach or a really effective leader, in my opinion, is somebody who is willing to kind of say, Hey, I don't have all the answers and I want to learn as much as I possibly can. And yeah, just because this is how the the key fit you know two years ago doesn't mean that i'm not going to change things up you know in in a year or so and doesn't mean that i'm not you know open to adapting and you know you guys are both the examples of two individuals who want to be highly successful but also have the main goal of your family your daughters and your relationship and that's always going to be number one and that's that's something that uh, when we're talking about coaching or we're talking about any type of trainer, if you're somebody that's listening to this podcast and you're like, ah, I'm not even a runner at all. You know, this could be just your personal trainer. This could be your nutritionist, but having somebody in your corner who really values and respects the commitments that you have outside of whatever you've hired them for. So like whenever I work with anybody, you know, realistically, like, Would I love to get somebody up to, you know, 80, 90 miles a week and, you know, would love them to be doing, you know, strength training on top of it and all this X, Y, Z. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be, it'd be cool. That's the core of the sport. That's like, you know, everybody's dream, but it just doesn't work. And so like so much of what you were saying with your coach, where he is able to adapt and, you know, recognize, okay, this is where we can be really efficient and we can still be highly successful. And then planning in your head, like you're not hearing from him every day. Well, you know, guys, it really could be better if you, you know, just... Dump the kids off at grandma's house every single day, and you know, uh, you know, quit your job and you know, dive into that four hundred one k because you're gonna, you know, whatever. And you know, he, he, you know, there's so many ways that whatever, but he supports what you guys do, and I think that's so cool. And this kind of leads me into to kind of the next step that I want to talk about because you know, one of the main reasons I want to bring these two on, well, well, there are several reasons, but uh, a lot of it comes down to the fact that they had started a running club called Arch City Run Club. It's, uh, A R C. Wait, 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 how do I say it again? It's ACRC. A- A-C-R-C. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So <laughs> we're gonna, we're not going to edit that because it's going to be funnier. I, I think for me, <laughs> messing it up. but it's not out of disrespect to their club. It's uh it's an appreciation for the club, but the, the, the whole, you know, kind of thing behind their, their running club is that they've started something in St. Louis. And unfortunately right now with COVID it's, it's not looking the same, but they still have, you know, Uh, very engaged high community success rate and you know what they're doing is they host group runs once a month I believe from ITAP uh, which is a which is a bar in in Soulard and some other places they run as a group and then a lot of those members have met and then run on the weekends together they do races together they train together there's so much more to it and on top of it there's a lot of perks behind it but not just are they super engaged in person which There's lots of clubs that are out there that are similar to that, but where they really crush it, in my opinion, is that they capture people at home. So somebody that might not ever come to their group runs feels so connected to the group because there's this Facebook group that you can get on, you can ask questions, you can learn. And then Ryan and Jamie do such a great job of sharing things on there and really thinking what's best for the people that are on this group. Um, And so, my observation from somebody who watches the group, I don't post a ton, but I follow the group. And I love seeing the posts that are out there. Um, it's, it's been really exciting because from a community standpoint, I think it's one of the strongest places to go if you need an answer and you need it quick and you need a good answer. Um, I had to ask question, you know, just about a month ago regarding COVID and just how runners felt about racing during this time. And I was blown away. I mean, it was like hundreds of responses and it just shows okay. the, it shows the level of depth that you have in your group and then the weight it carries. It's not just this group where people spam the page and they're like, you know, check out, you know, like for one point in time, it was a running page and now everybody's selling their, you know, Ray-Ban sunglasses. It's, it's an actual active group and things like that. So I wanted to start off with just kind of saying congratulations and thank you because it's, it's awesome. But I, I, I want to hear, and I think people at home, especially for people, hopefully this gets posted on your page you know, <laughs> for your, for your followers. I want to hear how this started and, uh, you know, where, where, where this journey has led you. And maybe Jamie so, can kind of speak on it. I will,
2: I'll start. Um, and Ryan's usually pretty good at picking up the details in between of the things that I miss. But I actually just double checked the t shirt tonight before we talked. Because I'm like, what year was it that we created this? So it, it wasn't created to be a run club at all. In fact, um, I just had, I don't know, there's like 10 or 12 people, friends of mine, that were going to be running the rock and roll half marathon in october of 2015 and so what i did i just went on facebook and i started a little page or whatever and i just started They were like hey can you help us get through this half marathon so i just started posting in this group that i labeled uh i can go the distance and i was just putting motivational things little articles um it's the weekend go get your long runs you know just silly little things and what happened was the half marathon, it came in October and then it left. And then my friends that were in the group just started adding people to this group. And I just kept posting things into this, I can go the distance group. Well, the next thing you know, Ryan, I mean, there's a couple of pieces in between there that I'll let Ryan fill in. But next thing you know, he's like, hey, do you realize you have a couple hundred people on your, I can go the distance page? And I was like, oh. No, I had no idea. I was just like posting stuff and getting excited and like commenting on people's things. You know, I don't know. I was just, I'm highly excitable about life in general. So this is just another really exciting thing. So people kept adding, and he was like, I think we should really change this into a run club. Um, So I'll kind of let Ryan fill in this portion of the story. So you you tell this part.
1: So. It was a, it was a group on Facebook. (laughs) So you can tell how much she knows about it. It was a group on Facebook. (laughs) But yeah, I, you know, she created the group. And when I started running, um, you know, I I went into the group uh, and, you know, I went back and it was really neat because I I had done this in like the racquetball world with pages and stuff. And I just never seen the response that, people were posting on there or, or that Jamie was getting from her post, you know it was really cool to see all of these people after the half marathon had happened who would just go on their Tuesday run and they take a picture and post it in the group you know um and everyone would comment I was like man that's awesome you know like I wish that would have happened in the racquetball world when we were doing stuff and so yeah then when I got on there I noticed how many people were on and I'm just, I think I'm entrepreneurial in, in general, but kind of the stuff that I was doing in racquetball, I'm like, we have a group here like this, this, we should start something. Um, and I came up with ACRC art city run club and had a logo design before. I think Jamie was even like,
2: I didn't know what was even, happening. Even, on, <laughs> even necessarily
1: on board. Um, but to be honest, uh we didn't even i didn't even like search for run clubs locally in hindsight i don't even know if our city would exist if i was if i knew what was around um or the other run clubs that we have in the area like we would have just probably just joined one of those i don't know but by dumb luck that i didn't really look and knew that we had a good group going already and and we could it, and no one thought like. I don't think we thought it would be almost 1,700 members now. We thought it might be like 300 people. And so to see where it's it's gone um, has been amazing. But the, the nucleus of it hasn't changed at all. Like it's Jamie's positivity um, <laughs> ramped up to a larger group through the people that have joined. I, I think that's the thing we're probably most proud of around the group is that um we tried uh very hard to make sure that we created a positive space and not a space where people would comment negatively on other people's stuff and we didn't we didn't honestly have to police that much maybe a couple times since we started it it just organically has been really positive and the people that post and comment and help other people out have created what our city is now what we haven't you know yeah. that's the neatest thing i think for both of us to see is the group is what it is because of the positive people in our running community just fostering what we threw out there
2: it ryan said it i mean you couldn't have said it better it's amazing how organically this group was created you know we might have started it but it's truly the people that are in it that keep it going. They do. And the amount of, I mean, I'm totally biased, but I'm always like, we have the best group around. I mean, yeah, we've got the best group around because people ask questions, they get answers, you know? And if um, people make a comment about something like, and they're having a bad day, you've, people that I've never even seen their name before. They're like, this is my first time posting, but wow, you really did great. I just, I am blown away by the positivity that still remains in that group with the amount of people that we have. Um, it's just really, really exciting and really, really fun. I, I i love
1: it. But I think that's something to be said too is that it's amazing that we have that, but there's bunch of other groups in St. Louis that have it too so like I feel I feel like honored to be on those group pages and to be able to be a part of their positivity too like our running community is very small which I mean it's big and it's small you know like everyone's kind of interconnected through all these different groups and we're just we're really lucky in St. Louis to have all of the different groups in the area I mean we're just one of
2: of many, so uh, yeah, we yeah, are definitely just one and, of many, and it's been fun to connect with those other groups that we had no idea existed when we created our group. <laughs> uh, that's
0: that's kind of the perspective that I had because you know those are all the groups that I knew. You know, I knew kind of the scoop and you know dirt on everything that's out there, and then you guys would come in and one one thing, you know, there's a few things I really want to unpack there. Like first and foremost, um, I I think it it takes really good leaders to be able to facilitate the positivity, and what I mean by that is that. It, you guys are so humble in the sense that you you credit your your members and that's exactly why your, your group is successful because you have a great following but you know if you guys didn't embody those positive things and you didn't have the consistency of that message that you're getting across and you're not going out and doing these races and encouraging the people that come out with you you're not going to have those kind of members you know that following comes from you know just who you guys are as people and i think that's really cool and something that's come out of this, whether this was intentional or not, is that you have kind of unified the St. Louis running community. What I mean by that is that somebody that trains with Spewak Training can be a part of Arch City Running Club. Somebody that trains with Big River Running Club can be a part of Arch City Running Club. You guys have opened it in a lot of ways. I think you guys are kind of the bridge to everything St. Louis running related. Um, and I, I and I, I don't know if that's something you've ever thought about or if it's something that you ever even <laughs> envisioned, but. I, it's a testament to the kind of people you are because when we think about clubs you think about teams you think about anything we all have egos you know it's that's natural for anybody so it's so easy to be like okay I you know this club blah blah blah. like we do it our way and one thing that's always blown me away with you guys is that you guys are always open for collaboration you're very respectful to everybody across the board and the only time I've ever seen you guys really have rules it's when you're trying to think of your, like, members first. Like, it's not a Jamie and Ryan rule. It's a, well, this is what's going to be best for our members. It's going to be best for our community. And I think that just is so cool. I think that's a that's a testament to the people you are. And in the long run, a lot of people would say, well, you need to guard your ship more, blah, 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 and all those different things. And in a lot of ways, I think that's why you have more buy-in, because you have more of a welcoming presence. I, I first, uh, I met them kind of in a strange way. I met them on social media, uh, you know, right before... Uh, Strava became really big. I started following Jamie Maurer on Strava, and just naturally, her husband started following me too. So I was like, okay, I better, better watch out, you know. Uh, And so they're just so supportive. I remember, you know, we just give each other the kudos, and everybody that follows this that is on Strava knows that giving somebody kudos is like ten likes on Facebook. It's not one. Absolutely. it's, it's,
1: It's it's
0: a great feel. And then when they comment on your run, like nice workout, it's like. I mean, they, they just, uh, they just posted their (laughs) grandbaby for the first time. The excitement level is, is so high and it's awesome. And so I met them over at the go St. Louis Halloween race. I think that's where I initially met you guys and then had the opportunity to meet you at the Cupid's undie run, um, late. I think it was later that spring who a friend of ours, Todd garden puts on and it's a awesome race that, that benefits an amazing charity and uh, we were hanging out at ballpark village afterwards and i had shown up you know full club because i had been injured so i wasn't running and everybody's hanging around you know in their underwear you know looking (laughs) awesome (laughs) and And i have the coolest conversation with them and one thing i took away from that was like it was like hanging out with your like with your best friends it was like hanging out with that couple in your group that is in your friend group and they care about you they support you And I just walked away from that day and I was in a pretty low point because I actually had an Achilles tear at that point. So I couldn't run. It was kind of depressing being out at running events on top of it it was like 20 degrees outside, which I can't believe you guys ran in that weather, but you (laughs) (laughs) You know,
2: uh, it's
0: it's, so I, I walked away from that experience. I actually went to the pool that afternoon to do a pool workout right after I did that. And I just had a ton of energy because I was like, man, There's good people in this community. And these are two individuals who just like really care about people. And you guys were very transparent about your stories. But what I noticed was you guys were sharing your stories. Like I'd heard Jamie's story about running from that day, like how she got into it. I'd heard Ryan, your story. You told me about rocket ball. You kind of told me a little bit more about some darker days that you'd had and how you kind of made this transition. And then the people around you who were there that were friends started sharing their stories to me. So now I'm learning about people I've never met before these strangers who are just telling me their life story. And I think that's a reflection of kind of the environment that you've created. And I think that's that, in my opinion, if there's anything that I take most away from that group is I think that it's uh it's such a cool place to have that kind of open space. And so you've taken this now and obviously COVID's kind of built some restrictions in, but before COVID you're having this group run. It's, it's amazing seeing the photo every single month because, uh, it's the one run I need to get to finally. Um, but it's, you know, you run downtown, there's the St. Louis city compact, you know, factor to it. And then you take the group photo. And then afterwards, everybody hangs out, they drink, you know, how did you guys take the concept from being in person or over Facebook, social media to actually like rallying a group? Because I think most people know this, like, there's a segment of people who just go on social media, like they don't come out. Like, I know people who are so into Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and you meet them in person and they don't even want to talk to you, but you brought (laughs) masses of people out and you'll have consistently, and and I see, I look at the market size. So St. Louis is not huge. So if you have 30 people consistently for a group run, that's like a hundred in New York more, in my opinion. Um, So you guys have very high success success rate in terms of bringing people out. I want to know a little more like how that transition came and what, what does it take to, to maintain those kind of in-person things?
2: They come because I hug them all.
0: <laughs> that is true. Jamie hugs every single person except for during COVID. We only do air hugs.
1: That's
2: not, it's not going well for me. I mean, it's really hard. Like, I have to stay away from people.
1: Well, and also, before we share the full story of how it all came together, second group run, her hug also made someone never come back. That so,
2: is true. So I, I went in, I gave this guy a hug. Oh, He's like, ah! I don't have him I'm like, oh no. <laughs> He never came back. He might be the only one that, like, yep. I ever really felt bad about.
1: The, the hug failed.
2: Yeah, on that
0: but he's listening to the podcast and he's going <laughs> to come out now. So he's yeah. he's somewhere and he understands that it was just it was a friendly hello.
2: Was <laughs> uh, it really just was? I don't ask. I just go in for it.
0: Yeah. So besides but, the hugs, though, you know, you have so this welcoming funny. presence. Yeah, Ryan. You know. Yeah.
1: So. That. so um, We had decided for my birthday um, that we were going to do a run from, you know, Got a Sitter and Big Birthday Bash was us going on a group run from, um, gosh, it's in Clayton. Um, I'm trying to think of the little beer place in Clayton. But either way, um, there's going to be a group run from there. It was put on through um, and it's it's closed now. um, it was in Brentwood running store. True, was it true yeah runner? True, runner, yep. true runner yeah yeah owned so, by
0: Exporting Sporting Goods yep
1: yeah yeah so I even went in there that day like on my lunch break from work in Clayton I went into true runner um just like walked around and no one even really said hi to me in there I thought it was kind of strange um and and left and then I, I said oh yeah I'm gonna be at the group on the night and so we'll go back to work and I get an email like Three o'clock saying the group run is canceled. I was like, well, that's really weird. You know, like um, I was just in the store. So, anyway, I, I let Jamie know and I said, well, let's go down to Forehands. I wonder if we can, I can put a route together to the arch and, and back and then we can go back to Forehands because Forehand was, we took wedding pictures mm-hmm. there and it's, you know, we, we frequented it quite a bit when we lived in the city so yeah so we pivoted went down because that run was canceled To and also on that note we learned that true runner closed like two days later (laughs) so uh it made sense after all but yeah we went down to four hands we um ran from there down to the arch and back and it was
2: like a
1: 5k 5k yeah and i we just sat there and and enjoyed our date night for my birthday and just kind of my brain starts going. You know, I put on events for racquetball. So like, once I got into the running space, my my brain starts going. I'm like, what can I do? How can I create something in this? And so um, I looked. at it, I was like, what if we did like a once a month from here? And has posted it on the page. And and you know, if two people show up, cool. If thirty people show up, cool. And if no one shows up, and it's me and you, and we once a month have a date night where we run and and have a beer afterwards that sounds awesome too so um yeah just kind of got the ball rolling i had contacts at forehands. they said it was good to go and we could use the space upstairs and yeah. and i
2: actually think that first night we had like didn't we have like 20
1: it was like 20, 20 people.
2: people show up which i mean i was ecstatic about i was shocked yeah. <laughs> All these people really came out. This is awesome. Yeah. So, and then it just kept growing bigger and bigger. And um, Team
1: RWB, I, I don't, yeah, we've been on a few podcasts and I don't think I've shouted them out, but they, that group that was around when we first started, was huge in getting, yeah, having people there early. So, I, I don't think I've ever thanked Team RWB St. Louis, but they were a big reason. They were a good group early. And, but yeah, those first two or three runs we tried to like overcomplicate it with having like videos playing afterwards and all this stuff like uh and and we just ended that because it turned out you know 20 or 30 people would show up almost every at the minimum every time and and they just
2: wanted to run and then hang out and talk and talk you know geeky running stories and it was it was fantastic yeah so
1: And it still is. And yeah. You, up I mean, until up until March, it still was. And <laughs> it's
2: fun, too. You know, like, we've, we've switched locations a couple of times, and it's fun to put a different route together. And we've had, you know, Hoka's been out, and On Running Shoes have been out. Ultra. And Ultra's been out. And so it also gives people an opportunity to, like, try a pair of shoes that they otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to try on. You know? And I don't know. It's and just,
1: I, I do think, like, to just make sure like there's a bunch of other amazing runs that happen every week oh yeah i get a good number of people i think one of the things that helps us out is it's once a month um (laughs) and people have asked us to put it on more than once a month but it would be so hard and it kind of takes away from the big group you know like we're lucky that we do it once a month and we get a bigger number of people because i think it's more of like oh okay well we do all of these runs every week. Well, our city's coming up on the first of the month. So let's all go do that one since it only comes around once a month, you know? So I, I want to make sure that all the other local runs that happen um, get the props they deserve too, because there's, there's an opportunity pre-COVID almost every night of the week or even weekends to get out and run with Amazing groups and they might be smaller, but it's only smaller because it's more frequent, you know
0: Yeah, and the in the if for, for people listening and I, I think most runners kind of probably have a gauge on this But maybe if you're not a runner um, in st. Louis or if you're just not a runner in st. Louis and you're hearing this is that You know, it's a pretty saturated market. So when you came into when you came into to the space and I think as you said 2015 you know there, there are several established groups and there are several things and what you guys have done really good job is you have your own section of space that you've taken and then you've collaborated really well and you've worked with these other things and then you're very conscious, just like you're saying, you're very conscious of the fact there's other things out there and how can we be successful in our lane? And I, I'm telling people this all the time. It's like, don't not do something because other people do it, but be realistic and find your niche. And I think you guys have a niche uh, which is different than some of these other group runs. You're... In my opinion, you're going to be advertised to the person who maybe needs a bike just a pick me up and needs to go downtown for a good run and good socialization. And they might also engage in some other runs, you know, like these group runs every Monday, but they just need a little bit more spice every month and they, you know, need a different variety and they need to meet some people that they're not going to necessarily meet in those one clubs. That's the one thing that I notice about a lot of those clubs is they're great but it's, and you can make the same argument for my team with speed training. Cause you know, we're all the same people every single week. Um, you you might only find the same people at those group runs where you're going to be able to connect people from, you know, maybe somebody that goes to fleet feet with somebody that goes to big river. And I think that's, what's really cool. You found a way to like I said earlier, kind of unify everybody. Um, and that's, in my opinion, that's something that's, that's really special and, and important and, and speaking about our city running and maybe Jamie, you can elaborate a little bit more on this, but you know, the cool thing about this is that this isn't like, I know this is not like a business per se for you guys. Um, uh, but it's, a it is in the sense it's a business. It's an entrepreneurial, you know, passion project, which has evolved. And then you guys have done more than just provide a group run. You know, if you track the success and we're going to look differently, cause it's not like you're, you know, you have sales. I know you guys have sold stuff, obviously through your through like shirts and you guys have done really well with that, but I'm tracking like the success of the group and let's just say members have improved, but engagement and all those different things, you know, you've built a community and then you continue to give them things that they're looking for. So it's not just like, Oh, we're just going to have this and we're going to see it. Like you're speaking about bringing in reps. A lot of like established running stores bring in reps, but they might struggle to get them out for certain things. I mean, like to co- incorporate that for a running club, that's very unique. And then to have this like selling point where you can team up with bars and you can team up with local organizations and things like that is, you know, that's, that's in my opinion, like even cooler, you know, across the board, just because it's a, uh, it's full picture thing. And, you know, you, Jamie, you have the energy, the passion, and then maybe Ryan brings that entrepreneurial spirit and kind of collab from there when you think of this group and you think of like kind of the direction that you want to go with it, is this something that like you want to continue to like elevate those things that you're doing really well at? Like give me a little more perspective, maybe of like the direction you want to go in. Obviously it's a hard answer maybe with COVID, but whatever this new world looks like.
2: You know, that's a really great question. And to be honest, I don't know if I have a good answer for it, but like when I think about the club, like I've always just said, it's been so organic in the creation of it. I think that the group will kind of lead it to where it's supposed to go. I don't know if Ryan agrees or disagrees, but um, you know, I, I feel like like as people start posting on the page, we kind of start noticing trends or like things that people are currently thinking about or looking for or wanting. And then Ryan's really the like research guy, so then he'll find something that kind of sparks that that of uh, you know the interest of a few people that we've noticed started like asking some questions. So I really feel like it's I don't really know if there's like a goal or where we want to be. I just if people are asking for something, we want to try to help provide that any any way we can. And if we can't, we I feel like we have a lot of connections now across St. Louis that we can tap into someone who who does have the answers or can provide a certain service to you know, to meet the needs of everyone in the group.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that we have really ever had a goal for it, yeah. <laughs> which you know might be a bad thing. I don't, I don't know. Um, it 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 really um, it it just kind of flows, and you know, providing articles and content and kind of some of the things we center around draws people's attention and and then you know other people are now pulling in those articles or that those questions and th- i i think that's the thing that i kind of most one of most proud of as a group is like we could be gone for a week and i and it would more or less
2: sustain itself sustain itself
1: yeah. you know like people people are going to come in with a positive answer for someone or someone's going to find a cool article out there and they're going to post it and other members are gonna comment on it and the dialogue and the relationship building all starts through that, you know. Um, I cannot wait until we get back to group runs. <laughs> like, I yeah. I miss that so much. Um, you, you tapped into this a little bit earlier, but the coolest thing for us is seeing two people that don't know each other show up at a group run and then all of a sudden they're running together on Strava. Yeah, I mean. And that could totally be two people that came to our group one, decided they didn't like us and never came (laughs) back. I would still be so proud that like we were that, that venue for them. We were able to
2: provide the opportunity.
1: Provide the opportunity for two people to meet. Like, um, you know what? Well, that's so neat.
2: Yeah. And you know, like we have people in the group who you've said, you know, runners or non-runners or we have people in our group that are, Non-runners, you know, um, maybe they're thinking about running, you know, maybe they've been thinking about running for three years and they're on the group just because they like the motivation, but we have a lot of walkers too. And in fact, at our group runs, we use, I almost always, we have at least a few people doing a walking group on our run club like nights. Um, so I just feel like we, you know, I don't know, we just, we got a lot, we got a lot of people and everybody's welcome. It's just fun.
1: (laughs) But for a plan, we don't, (laughs) we definitely don't have a plan. We're we're
2: planless, kind of like the nameless podcast.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, you're very inclusive. And I think that's, that's something to mention over and over again in this podcast. It's, it's something that I would say if I was trying to sell your group to anybody is that. Like Jamie says, you can be a walker, you can be a casual runner, you can be somebody that's very competitive. You know, you're gonna find a fit for yourself. And then Ryan, you're talking about that like being that venue, where somebody might meet somebody. And I used to put events on uh, for several years, and it was so cool, like just being able to see families take photos together. I know that sounds silly, but there was an event in Seattle, and I remember it was a grandpa who was like 85 years old, and then it was his grandchildren and then his kids and they took this group photo together and just thinking that like this was an event that I had put on with a co-race director and like we were you know we were really creating a family memory it, it was it was so so fulfilling for the heart because we were doing something for charity and you guys have this component where you guys are doing a lot more than just connecting two people to go for a run but then to see it live and like to see this is the actual place like this is credible like this is like we actually do have that power And why, and I've said this over and over again in this podcast, I'm going to beat the broken record here, but this is why I want to talk about your guys' story. I think a lot of times people, and and your stories are individually, they're amazing. I can send you guys links on several podcasts that each of them have been on individually speaking about their own running and their passion. But it's the club and the community that I want to share so much with because it's So many people I think right now are probably sitting at home and they're thinking, what can I do in my day to day to get a little more excitement? You know, how can I get better? I think COVID is really, and a lot of the things that are going on socially for us, I think we're all kind of being challenged, you know, this is not a comfortable time to live and we have to think outside of the box of what we really want. And in my opinion, a lot of people gravitate towards community. People want to be a part of something, you know, you want to have the camaraderie and then there's a lot of people who maybe want to start something, you know, they want to start something and, and, and you're speaking like, okay, well, we don't really have a plan. I actually heard a plan within all of that, and it might not be super clear to you guys, but the plan that I heard was that you wanted to progress. So you want to, you, know, you want to continue to do something well and get better at it. That's a plan. I consider that's a process goal. It might not be a specific goal that you can put down on paper, but it's a process. And then on top of it, which was the best plan, Uh, best goal of it all is that you said we want our members to lead our group and so if you're listening at home and you have maybe a business or you do something you have a team if you're not listening to the people who are consuming you shame on you because (laughs) they are the people who are going to drive you to the next level i never think i never think like oh it was my idea with spewak training to do xyz no it's it's the group that shared this with me and it was enough people bothering us that finally i had to get a t-shirt you know or <laughs> finally you know finally we have to do xyz we have to get together as yeah. a group and you know maybe there's certain things that you guys have created in terms of ideas but the legs of those ideas really run literally no pun intended uh because that. yeah because of because of those people that's the energizer bunny behind it and there's only so much that we can do as leaders but You need somebody at the ship to kind of facilitate those things. Uh, and I just, I think that's so cool. And I think, you know, for you guys, as you move forward, my own encouragement, not that you need it, but it's just to continue to, to follow what you believe in your heart is right for this group, because that's the success in itself. I mean, that's, that's so, that's so visible for those who are around you guys and you guys might not see it, but I see it because I can see just how passionate you are and, and so member focused. So that's, what's really cool as, as we kind of wrap up here, you know, we've talked a lot about the club and, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, obviously your, your story leading up here now with your guys's own running and how that's fitting in, you know, is there any specific like things that you guys are now eyeing for yourselves? Uh, You know, maybe we'll pick on we might pick on Jamie first and kind of get after Ryan. second on this, but where, where in terms of your running are you at now? And, and what, what post COVID are you looking at?
2: Well, actually Ryan and I are planning something together. Okay.
0: See that I I need to do my homework.
2: (laughs) No, a lot has been canceled. Um, everything's been canceled pretty much. So, um, we've done a couple of fun things, I think for ourselves over COVID, we've, you know, dropped each other off, um, on two separate days at the Arch, and then I ran home to Fenton, and then Ryan, you know, he did actually before me. And that was fun. It was just, it was a 50K from the Arch to home. We got to see a lot of the city. Our next um, adventure is planned for mid-October, and we are planning to go run 107 miles through the Mark Twain National Forest um, with a couple of other friends, and hopefully come out alive since it won't <laughs> be, like big aid stations, <laughs> but Ryan, Ryan picked the course. That's why it's 107. I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, what, what's really neat about this and, and you know, COVID sucks, right? What, what we're going through is not anything that I think any of us were prepared for or, and we're all still trying to navigate through it. And it's been a bummer to, to lose out on races and lose out on community because of it um and so we kind of decided you know we didn't want to sign up for anything for the rest of the year you know personally and just the heartbreak of, of something being canceled last minute so um we had friends that had talked about this route on the Ozark trail and the the event guy and me was like all right I'll take the lead and coordinate all of this so yeah we have um there's there's probably like 10 people that are interested uh, and five of us that are committed committed um and for the most part uh you know we're going to try to run it completely together so not race it it's going to be an adventure it's going to be you know something we try to do as fast as we can so we're not out there forever um but also an opportunity for us to spend that time together. and not treat it as a race is really exciting and and, you know some of the things that i think people can be doing right now obviously not 107 miles for everybody but like coming up with those things that aren't necessarily a race but something you've wanted to do in running that you know um, if you're gonna do it do it now because we're all gonna be race hungry whenever whenever the conditions are right you know
2: yeah. Um, it's kind of fun. Like some people we you know are like doing like run every street and they're like town or city or whatever. And and that's great. You know, something as a training run leading up to this, one of the, the goals that I'd also like to accomplish is, you know, St. Jude, I was going to run that for the first time this year. Um, as one of my training runs, I think I might do a marathon in our neighborhood um, and try to get some of the neighbors involved and do it as a fundraiser. So fundraise for St. Jude while I'm also, you know, getting in a solid training run. We've got quite the hills in our neighborhood. It's not, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> it's going to hurt. <laughs> but I, um, that's also on my my list. It's a it's a training run, but definitely um, something I want to do to raise money for St. Jude, and that'll probably happen. I keep saying September, but like September is like a hot second away, but it's going to have to happen in September because October is our run. So just a couple of fun, fun things that we're, we're putting together ourselves. But yeah,
0: it's, that's exciting stuff. And you know, it's, you guys know this because you guys are both coaches and you know, for, you know, a lot of people listening, you understand that this just running right now does not look the same as it did two, three, four, five five months ago. You know, it's, it's changing as we go. I mean, you even see it with the virtual racing, like this last spring, that was a really hot thing. And now people are really looking for, okay, what else can I get? And everybody's searching for whatever we can do that is the closest and the safest way possible to what we had in the past. And it's really hard because in a lot of ways you can't do it, but then there's these opportunities for these small group or the bubble per se, those friends that you have been training with through COVID that you've. Do you know that you know where they've been and you have this kind of trust system and now we're really evolving into a world of, we don't know what's next and we have to stay inspired. We have to stay motivated. And for myself, I've been just trying to think my own clients. I'm thinking, okay, what are we going to do to inspire people? Because if we don't have our stereotypical half marathon, you know, marathon cycle, it's, you know, we're not doing what we do as did. It's the cookie cutter approach to every fall, you know, we're going to do X, Y, Z, we're going to do these races. And then what you're realizing is that, man, this is our hobby. Like this is literally our hobby. We we get to do this. And so let's do adventurous shit. Like go out into the woods and run 107 miles. I don't know why there's an extra seven miles there. A <laughs> enough, but you know, it's, It's it's that kind of stuff is I think what's gonna really rejuvenate the sport in a lot of ways. I think the people who are staying on board who haven't quit on it yet, and if you can create like the kind of experience for yourself in terms of like different races that you may never have trained for or different goals. Like I've heard people say, Okay, well, my goal isn't a specific race this fall. I wanna get better, I wanna get more fit, but I also want to hit a mileage goal that I've always wanted to hit or, you know, I wanna run the fastest mile down, you know, grazer road and Off spady, you know, I want to do X, Y, Z. And I think that's kind of the fun of it because it gets back to our core of, you know, what running is and why we got into it. And you guys are such, it kind of wraps up full story here. A a full circle is that you guys are really, you really embody that. I mean, you were two people who got into this later in life, who love the sport, have always loved it, have a lot of passion for it. You can see the general, you know, you guys can't see it, but. Um, I'll explain there's lots of smiles going on and when they speak about running they speak about their experience of the story It's it's so fresh. It's so raw and I love that and I think If we can use that kind of example for people I think it will inspire people and I know that you guys have done a great job leading your friends and leading that group And that's what we need right now We need people to stay positive and we need people to recognize that yeah, this isn't the best option you know out there in terms of like what we would be doing but this is all we have and what's make the best of it. Cause nobody's going to want to be, you know, sitting around in a year when races resume and say, Oh man, I wish I would've just run something, you know, last fall, you know, now I'm so out of shape and you know, I'm so disconnected from the sport. I mean, there's, there's ways for us to be engaged. So kudos to you guys for doing these kind of things. So thank you so much for, for coming on. And, and, and what I will say real fast is that it's something that, uh, that I want to talk to Ryan, maybe we'll get him back on another podcast on, on how to create an event. But Ryan actually is a race director for the shippy challenge and it's a ultra marathon, which was, um, which was scheduled this last, this last summer, unfortunately with, with COVID they've had to change, but they've, they had their first inaugural event last year and it's really the people's race of St. Louis. We don't have a lot of ultra, you know, opportunities. And that was really cool. So. They're not just, you know, Jamie and Ryan are not just creating experiences for people to come run and, you know, these awesome groups, but they also now are creating opportunities for people to race. And I think that's really cool. So, um, keep up the great work and, you know, I'll make sure that I pass along any information that you guys have in terms of, you know, anything that you guys are doing and we look forward to uh, chatting again. We're going to bo- We're going to all have to talk again because <laughs> more that's going to go and I could talk to you guys for hours. So, um, the, well, it's, awesome stories.
1: I think on our end you know um something that's so important what for us is making sure we're surrounding ourselves with positive people and and you are that person in the community here Um, so we appreciate the friendship that you've provided to us uh, as a leader in the area Uh, i think it means a lot to both of us Uh, so thank you definitely um for having us on but more so being a friend to us yeah
0: thank you. you I appreciate that. Thank you. And it's, uh, it's the fun of it is just being able to, to be around people like you guys. It's uh, it's, it's what makes this is so much fun. And you know, we all, we all know the crazies of the sport or the world, but then, you know, we're brought back to life with awesome people like yourself. So <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> thanks for being there. So, and if we want to find you guys on social media or anything like, you know, probably we can send you guys over to the arch city running club on Facebook. Correct. No. Um, and then what, any other, you know, kind of shout outs, any other plugs in there? Um, Instagram.
1: Yeah. Instagram, Arch City Champ, Jamie's.
0: And
2: I'm Jamie Marie Five, but it's J-A-I-M-E. People can never find me, but Jamie Marie Five.
0: Well, if you find her, it's even better because then you know <laughs> how to spell her name and yeah. you also, yeah, <laughs> he's way more connected. So we will, we'll make sure we point people in that direction and.
1: Everybody should follow everybody on Strava. I mean, yes, that's oh, yeah, oh, yes, that's sure. that's,
0: that's where we're missing right now. Strava, guys, and they have a fa- they have a group on Strava, so you can yeah. get on their page and you can log miles and you can see how the other runners are doing, and that's another way of being motivated during these times. So consider doing that if yeah. you're a Strava fanatic at home, or you don't have Strava yet. This is your annual plug for Strava, which is not a sponsor of the Nameless <laughs> Podcast, but. Yeah. Could be if we wanted them to be, uh, (laughs) but it's an opportunity for you to log your miles and have a community base around you. That's all Facebook, so check out Strava um, if you're if you're not already on there. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, I'm so excited to see you guys again sometime soon in person. And stay healthy. Um, Your your daughters, it's Densey and Crosby, correct? Yeah. Uh, They're they're getting ready for school, so good luck with the whole new virtual hybrid world that we have. And keep keep kicking butt. We will. We'll be tracking <laughs> your stuff. And now a lot of people have joined Strava so they can follow your running too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so take care, guys. Thank That's you. Funny. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. You Goodbye.
2: <laughs>